Golly, I am I am rusty today, boy. But the same <laughs> thing still remains that we are live. Oh, that's your new thing. I forgot. That's my new thing. Boo. I'm getting to put on t-shirts. <laughs> we are. I don't know if I like that. I think you need live. to come up with something else. Nope, I'm stuck. I'm on it. I'm on it. Did you know? Did you know your son uh, has a clothing line? Max sauce. Have you seen it? I'm looking dumb. Duh. Oh, okay. Well, I saw I've it. seen him try to do designs and stuff, but I didn't know he was official yet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How do you know this? <laughs> he, he told me today. He texted me today. Communication. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm a little jelly right now. I wasn't going to say anything, but you started talking about I was like, oh, it's like coming up with something original. I'm thinking, oh, somebody did come up with something original. That's a little stuff. So he, he has it already? He, it's he, already printed? He has a couple samples. Let's put it like that. He's, and I, he showed them to you? And yeah, you did not share that with me right away? No, I forgot. You weren't here. You were in school. Why didn't he? See, he don't text me about anything. My kids talk to him more than they do me, seriously. We had a long conversation about it, too. Wow. Scroll to the side. Oh, Take that's the emblem that he had done before. All right. So he got the whole outfit up. Oh. Yeah. I hope he's printing oh I hope he's printing the pink one for me as a gift, right? Probably not. Oh. That's why he doesn't message me. Um the world is that. Hit play. <laughs> Looks gross. Oh, I ain't gonna tell you what I thought it, it was. It don't matter. <laughs> We're gonna move on. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? For those of y'all who didn't hear me before, we are live. I am your host, Dwayne Custer, here on the Custer Chronicles, along with my also host, Kelly K. Kelly K is in the building. We are here. She hasn't said that in a long time, so she was a little rusty. Right. I was like, wait a minute, what's guard. my name? We haven't said that in a while, but I am your host, Dwayne Custer. I don't want to go by uh, Kelly K anymore. <laughs> well, choose your nickname now. It's season two. Let's get it in. What you want to be called? I'm a Custer now. You want to be called Kelly Custer? Yeah. That doesn't sound cool. Well, you do Dwayne Custer. That's I mean, I'm stuck with it. I've been saying it for the last 45 years. Okay, I'll stick you with Kelly You've only been saying it for a few months. <laughs> Unless somebody gives me a better name. Well, I could go with my normal name, Matt 10K. No, you can't. <laughs> never again. Never again. Never, never. Anyway, welcome to another episode of Custer Chronicles. We are here on a Friday night, Saturday morning for you guys. Mm-hmm. With another episode of the Custer Chronicles, we are... St- just getting kickstarted with season two of our episodes. We are in uh, our series right now, How to Adult, and we are sitting at episode or volume two. And volume two is a special one <laughs> because for those of you who don't know, uh, later on this evening, actually, well, it'll be tomorrow for us, but it'll be later on this evening for you. We will be uh, actually recording an episode with Unprofessional Opinions. If you've seen us on their show, you saw how many laughs we had uh, going back and forth. The interaction was brilliant. It went a whole lot longer than their norm. They usually do very relatively short uh, episodes. We had them on for well over an hour, and we almost didn't want to stop. We had to stop, but we are going to be back. The squad is back together again. We're going to be on it tomorrow talking about... Part two of today's topic, which we're going to broach on today with this particular episode, and we're going to do a remix, a whole remix version where we're going to bring uh, another couple into the conversation to kind of get another person's perspective or another couple's perspective on communication, the goods, the bads, the ins and outs, the do's and don'ts of communication, what works, what doesn't, what you've learned along the way, what you've kind of uh, learn from your parents and maybe manifest it in your relationship, you know, try it out in your relationships to figure out how to communicate with someone who you did not grow up with. Right. Um, you definitely got to learn each other. You have to learn each other. That's the, that is the, it's easier. It's, it's always easier said right. in the beginning. You thought, oh yeah, this shouldn't be a problem. I love this person. They're so, they're so great. And it's like, yeah, and they but they live the toilet seat up. Yeah. <laughs> you leave the toilet seat or they smack when they chew or, they're not considerate about, you know, whatever, you know, taking the lint out of the lint trap. Right. Uh, washing dishes the dishes. The yeah, yeah. Leaving dishes around, uh, now, you know, knocking over. I think we over. need a disclaimer. Just because we do all this doesn't mean we're perfect. Oh, no. By any fact. means. We can give advice all day, but we're still learning and growing ourselves. This is more of a discussion than it is an advice session because I'm in no way, shape or form an expert advice. <laughs> on how to communicate. In fact, that is a. 
it's it's funny too because I can hear myself communicating with people at work. I can hear myself communicating with just random people, mm-hmm. and my communication level, I can get my point across. And I've been complimented for being able to get my point across, being yep. able to talk. Here, I get frazzled too quick. At home, he's like, it's total opposite. Like you it have is. no patience, and but I kind of get it because you do it all day long. You don't want to have to do it when you get home. For example, I have to repeat myself. All day long. So when I get home with the kids and stuff, if I have to repeat myself more than once, even to you, I flip out. And she has. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, I know you heard me. I can't. So I kind of get it on your end, but I feel like your job is more of just be nice. So when you come home, you can just be nice. I look like Santa Claus to you. <laughs> Well, you're nice to the people on the phone. If you can, if you can filter it for them, I get filter paid, it for me. I get paid to be nice. Oh, you don't get paid for me. The food that we eat in is based upon me being nice. No, you, you don't. You don't get paid. No, I don't at all. No, Nothing. there's no retirement plan in that. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes, there's, it is. there's no health insurance. I can't go to the doctor based upon the pay that I get. It takes care of health and stress. No, it and- takes care of you. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> I apologize for buying the dress. I am looking really, really scruffy. I have not shaved all week, so I'm, I'm looking real. It's been mount, a long week. Mountain manish. I, I have not had the patience and or the time. I've been sleeping up until like minutes before I had to go to work. And then as soon as I get off, my attention is drawn in like 50 different places. I'm making, I'm actually cooking dinner on my lunch break. So to get everybody, so everybody can kind of come home. Around three thirty, four o'clock, and eat while I'm still at work. So and that doesn't I mean I'm lazy. That's just when I've been coming home. <clears throat> Yo, when you I come home, so sometimes when you come sleep. home, you don't have the energy to want to cook. Um, so I get a thirty minute break. So what I do is first thing in the morning, I will. And this was a communication thing. If we're talking about communication thing, at first we were door dashing everything. It was DoorDash every single night, every once in a while we would cook. Because we're forgetting to take something out in the morning. Yeah, it got to a point where it was like, yo, we don't have to spend this money. We still got chicken in the freezer. We still got this in the freezer. So then it became like, all right, well, during the summertime, that's cool because she's home all day. And I had just started this job. So trying to figure it out was kind of like hit or miss. We'll, We'll just play it by ear, however we feel that particular day. Then we had we had a conversation after the discussion of yo we have food in the house why are we spending so much money? Then it became all right well we need to figure out a plan of who's going to cook dinner and I made the mistake of saying that I would cook dinner and she <laughs> took that as every day forever ever forever ever. So I literally will so, ask him. So I'm kind of what, hungry. What are we doing for dinner? <laughs> plus, plus every single day, men. If you feel me, you if you know, you know. When you ask your woman what she wants for dinner, what she wants to know. eat, or what she's in the Pick mood something. for, she's lo- she's she's looking at me to come up with what what she's in the mood for. <laughs> Meanwhile, I keep trying to explain to her that's not my job. My job's not to tell you what you're in the mood for. It's to possibly get whatever it is you're in the mood for or make, but you need to help me. No. I'm not full of answers. That's not technically true because men are constantly asking. No. Men are constantly asking women. What do do we want to eat? Okay. Go ahead. What do we want to eat? So what decisions have y'all made with what we want to eat? See, this this is what I don't like about interactions with women. When you decide everything that you do wrong, you want to go, well, you do this, so so it must be okay for me to do this. How about you're wrong in your decision making? I'll acknowledge my shit later on, but acknowledge the fact that. Yeah, because it has nothing to do with this. If I say, what do you want to eat? What are you in the mood for? You want tacos? You want hamburgers? You want pizza? But if you do that, based upon the decision, you. That's you have to eat every fucking single night. What so do you, do you mean? So I'm like, pick a place no, and then I'll decide what no. I want off that menu. Me, me being the head of the household is not determining everything in this household. <laughs> Take control of something. So if I say you what told you told me to the, let you have control, I'm letting you have control. You obviously have never seen somebody who had control of a household before. It doesn't mean making every decision <laughs> for everybody and everybody follows through. You are not that kind of person to take orders from everybody. So that being said, well. That's kind of true. No. See, what you do, <laughs> communication, that's the key word today. What you do is you give me control of things that you just don't feel like doing. And usually most of it is manual labor stuff. It's well, manual labor it's stuff. It's not that I don't feel like doing it. I can't physically do something. Nah, you don't want to do like it. Like what? 
Yeah, exactly. It's individual things. It's, like not a, what? it's not it's not a weekly these are your chores list. It's random things. Like what? Exactly. I don't know. It'll come what back to What do you me. do that's physical everything. that that <laughs> stop it. Everything. What, you do everything? Everything. What do I do? What do I do? Nothing. <laughs> You're really gonna jokes. put that out there like oh, that? Jokes. I'm Relax. This table. Relax, it's jokes. Anywho. No, I want to hear what do you do physically that I can't do on my own. That you can't or don't want to do on your own. I didn't say you that can't. I, that I didn't, I didn't want say to, you that can't. That I don't want to, but I can't physically do no, it. No, so I'm not having this conversation because what's going to happen is we're going to have a great show. <laughs> we're going to sign off, and then you're going to be mad at me for the rest of the night. You're going to be like, well, yeah, I'm not letting you do this anymore because remember what you said on the show? Remember how that happened on the show? You said, hey, do it too much. You do it too much. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not playing into the game. <laughs> like Homer Simpson. I'm not, I'm not playing into it. No, no. you got to tell me. you got to give me an example. No. It came out of your mouth. I, I'm, 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 I'm gonna be mad just I'm about rescinded. that. I'm rescinded what I said. My bad. I'm wrong. You gonna rewind? <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm sparingly helpful in this relationship. She don't really ask me to do a whole lot. She do everything. That's not true. I didn't even. I did not downplay what you do. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I don't downplay what he does. The man does a lot around the house, but I do a lot of stuff too. So I think. I think we're. Kind of, sort of, even just a little bit. No, but you do a lot more on the behind the scenes stuff, right? Making sure the kids' insurance is straight, talking to your own doctors, calling, you know, this company, that company, taking care of certain bills that I'm. I don't know how you do certain things. Keeping up with the chore routine with the kids and making sure Keeping stuff gets done. Yeah, making so sure do the dogs go to the vet. Um, yeah, you do all of that. You do all the appointment setting and all that stuff, and then you deal with our marriage counselor. Um, Dr. Ian Literally this is everyday stuff It kind of sounds like once in a while Literally I'm constantly doing stuff Whether it's a grocery list Whether it's which I kind of put the I kind of gave that to you I got I got hit since with he's doing list. Since he's doing dinner I told him he could do the grocery list But we'll probably sit down and do like a plan We just have to sit and I, but And it just so happens that everything that I do is all physical Taking the dogs out Bringing the dogs And putting the dogs, the dogs in, in, in the well, you do it. Okay, I do it when I get home from work when Daylin's not here, and sometimes I just go out with him. You do it in the morning and at night and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So I do that. Um, I usually pick up the slack with a with the other kids don't necessarily do. So I will do garbage. I will do. I do dishes quite often because the the dishes are usually done at a certain time of day once by you know. By Donovan mm-hmm. and I choose to do it random times. I, I try to I try to wash dishes as I use them. Doesn't always happen, but doing that. But plus, I'm the protector of the household, so my job is just like, oh God, please, it's so hard. It's so hard. I got this one who who left today. When trust I, me, no, no, no. Let's. Oh, you want to talk about that? Let me tell you what he did today. He comes in. He's fixing to go to the store. He comes back in and he says, yo, there's a van that's been sitting out there for a minute. I'm going to have to go confront it and find out what's going on. Because UPS has already come. Can't be UPS. I mean, Amazon or whatever. So I was like, all right. So he goes out there to confront it. Now, he had walked out to his car, saw the van, and came back in to tell me this. When he went back out, even though the van had been there for a while, the van was gone. So I was like, he was like, well, I'm going to head to the store. And I was like, wait a minute. I don't know how long the van was there. All I know is the time that I walked outside, I saw it parked right there in the ground. Well, not right, you know, where, right. yeah, it parked right there. And I'm thinking, oh, that's curious. Maybe this is the person that dropped off the packages. So now I'm sitting in my car wanting to see if somebody's maybe, first I thought you ordered DoorDash. Then I'm like, oh, somebody's dropping off food. I'm going to wait. But whoever it was, I couldn't see inside. It's dark. So I'm sitting in the car kind of trying to pretend like I'm moving stuff around, cleaning stuff, waiting for somebody to get out of the car so they don't have to walk all the way to the front door. So I'm kind of waiting and waiting and waiting. So I, I'm it's, this is all within a span of like five minutes. So I'm sitting there. Again, I don't know how long he was out there by the time I walked outside. So then I walk inside to go tell her of what's going on. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm about to go outside and confront, you know, and go to the, to the driver's side and ask if maybe they're looking for an address. They need to find something because you, one, you're parked in the area where I can't back up. 
it's harder for me to back up. So now I got, I got to address it. So when I came back outside with the intentions of walking up to the car door, you know, which I'm sure for some people was like, that's crazy. You don't just walk up to a random <laughs> car door. But I, I don't really he care. Does. I, I don't. I don't really care if it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So I walk outside. The van is gone. So I'm I like, I'm like oh, suspicious. okay, cool. It's gone. So I sat there for a minute cause, and I sat in the car and I was like, well, let me just keep a, a swivel around and look and see if that person comes back. So then she says, then she sends me a message like, "Oh, I don't, I don't really feel comfortable with you leaving." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "I'm going right around the corner." But wait a minute, you were—he's literally sitting in the car looking to see if this person's coming back. But oh, let me run to the store and leave y'all at home by yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm literally going. I'm not moving, and I'm not going Christmas shopping. I'm going to grab something to drink from the corner store. I'll be back in about 10 minutes. No, I'm not missing the point. Being that I'm the one that protects the house, I can gauge when something is dangerous and it should be addressed in a certain way. That was not that case. Okay. Mm -hmm. Besides, there is a reason why we have cameras all around the house. If something happens, I could be home in a jiff. A jiff. I could be home. I ain't worried about it. Matter of fact, the sooner you can let me leave, the sooner I can get my black ass back. And that I will be able to be the protector of the household. This is communication. So at this point, plus everybody in this house has everybody in this everybody in this house has a phone. Everybody got a laptop, iPad. Everybody, and they can call and text me and or the police if that was the case. If something were to happen, let me know. Matter of fact, you know what you know what someone who is trying to get into the house wouldn't expect for someone to pull into the driveway and run up on them from behind. They're not expecting that. I'm, str- I'm strapped. So this is an example. With Jesus. Of, this is an example of communication where when you don't agree with someone, you just shut up. You don't got to agree. You just let it go. It's outside your pay grade. You don't need to understand it, girl. Protecting this house is my job. He is earning his slap tonight. It's my job. <laughs> Men, if you are the protector of the household, doesn't it feel more offensive if your wife steps in there and tries to tell you what you should do as far as to protect the house? I didn't tell you what you should do. I told you I yes, felt. Yes, you did. I told you I felt uncomfortable because you just told me a van was sitting out there. And you said I don't think you I, should leave. And now you're leaving me. Yeah, I'm coming back. Oh, babe, there's a van out there that that might be strange. I'm going to go knock on the door, but uh, you know what? It's gone now, so I'm going to go to the store. You can't come in there and tell me something like that and have my radars up and then leave. I didn't see the problem. I'm sorry. I see a big problem. I didn't see the problem. That's communication. (laughs) Because apparently we are not on the same page. Mm -hmm. I didn't see the problem. And we're not going to agree. There's no reason to keep on and keep on and keep on. We're not going to agree on that. Yeah, we are. I think we could. I think we could. All right. So as far as communication goes, let's let's go back. Then just say, okay. Hold up. Yes. As far as communication goes. Listen. As far as communication goes, did you grow up in a household where there was a head of household? And who was it? My mom. <laughs> so you, you're used to the women being more dominant than the men and the men being docile. So is when you dreamt of your relationship, your dream, is that how you dreamt your relationship being? Like, oh, I'm going to run stuff, and he's just going to be there to be the handyman and lift stuff that's really, really heavy. Is that how you saw things? Just because your mom? So, is that the blueprint? Let's see. Grandma? Yes. Mom? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well? And you and your sister are definitely the more dominant. The women in our family are, even on the Williams side, are very... Is dominant the word? Annoying, but I guess I would say (laughs) I guess that's the word. But it's not. It's not that. It's okay for me. Not only did I have that personality from the age of eighteen, leaving the house, I've had to take on even when I was married, I had to take on all these responsibilities. I had to take care of the bills. I had to take care of the kids. I had to make sure that the house got clean. I had to make sure dinner got cooked. I had to make sure all the appointments were made. I took care of all the insurance. I took care of everything. Mm-hmm. And this, they just played PlayStation. 
Okay, so, so you, you are intelligent enough to see when something doesn't match everything else that you've seen your whole entire life. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> so why would you really continue letting to... go? If you, if you want to be very honest, I've let go a lot. More than you could possibly imagine. Again, you keep putting the things on I me that you anybody, don't want to okay, do. I don't. Okay. I would let the kids clean the house, but then I would go behind them and stuff. I don't go behind you. Even when I want to, I don't go behind you. I trust you with that, and I leave you with the kids to when deal I with clean that. what? Nothing. I'm not going to have that conversation because that's just going to open up a can of worms we don't need to go to. No. The, the episode is about <laughs> communication. Okay. The communication is this. He will move stuff. Like what? Like the toaster and the 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 little No, thing it's and all where I think it should be because right. I'm and in I there more often than you I'll, are. I'll move it and I'll be like, okay, this is where I like it. And I come back two days later and it's changed. Like, Don't nobody care uh, how you like it. There's other adults that live I'm in this so, house. I'm so, but you have to understand. I'm it like. Okay, so you have to see the error in your ways. I do. But okay. it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that I'm going to like stop it because I still, I don't know. Like it's, it's yeah, my OCD. If you, I can't if help you it. want to count this house as being ours and not yours, yes. you have to be able to let go of certain things. I did. I realize. let go of the office. Do you realize the kitchen stuff is the way that you left it? I just left it there because I'm like, I, don't I can't feel like messing with it. I'm tired. Of it. I, I, I've heard her mumble. Why is the toaster like this? Why you got the knives and stuff all over here? Why, why in the world is this sitting over here? Why? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's one of those things that I know that if I respond to, it's going to be an argument first thing in the morning about a damn toaster. So I'm not choosing to battle about a toaster. So I let it go. So I'm like, I'm just going to leave it there. So at least she can say, when I'm making a toast for her in the morning, at least the toaster is where I left it last. So I'm. Okay, I've left your closet, your side of the bed, your drawers. Um, the stuff you've been working on in the garage, this room. I've let a lot go that literally I'd be like, no, move it here. And, hey, I want you to, like, the garage, I let you just do what you wanted to do. Because you didn't have, you didn't want to help. You were just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, I might give you some ideas on what you've done wrong afterwards, but I don't want to help. So I don't even want to stay out here long enough, enough for you to ask me to help. I figure, like, okay, if I start giving you too many really instructions, you're going to be like, you want to come out here and help? And I'm going to be like, fuck no, no. They don't want to, you don't want to help. Here, no, here's the issue. It's not that I don't want to help. I can't always help, and you know that. So we can joke around all day long, but there's things right now physically I can't do. And you know that. I will literally, let me tell you what he does to me. He says that he does so much, but this is what happens. And me and Donovan, I told, he doesn't know this. But I turned around to Donovan, Donovan's washing dishes one day, and I said, watch. Everything I do, he's going to take away from me. And he said, what? I said, just watch. So I picked up the broom, started sweeping. Here he comes. Give me that broom. You can't be sweeping. <laughs> you know you're going to be hurt later. Like, all right. Then I went over to the table, started spraying off the table. Give me that rag. You can't be leaning over to do that. And he goes and does it. Like, okay. I went and got the Swiffer Sweeper. Give me that Swiffer Sweeper. <laughs> Everything. I, and Donovan and I were cracking up. He had no idea. What was going on? However, so I'm a joke. That's a joke to you. <laughs> that's what I'm he does. Just, ha ha, funny. That's what he does. However, he is trying to make sure I'm good. I'm trying to keep her from hurting herself. Right. Now, if she leans over too far to the right or bends down too much, she'll re-injure her side. She's still healing from a broken rib. So you know, yeah, her sitting there doing this, you know, for 20 minutes, yeah, it's going to aggravate something. There's no sense of me watching her do that while I'm. And when I do that, it normally you know, aggravates. Putzing I, around doesn't make any of, sense. For those of you that know me, I've had two back surgeries within a year. So sometimes when I do certain motions like vacuuming or like sweeping, which I love to do my floors, which drives me crazy, um, that tends to aggravate it for some reason. So yeah, because you got, it activates your core, so you're you're tightening all this up to right. to stabilize your arms, and that's can, and that you're stabilizing the muscle that's that's still sore. Now, honestly, I'll go and do it, but this is how it is. I'll go and do it, and he'll come around the corner, and I look at him like a little kid. Oops, I shouldn't be doing it. Here you go, because <laughs> he does not want me to do certain things. So I have given a lot of it up. When it comes to washing dishes, I'll wash dishes, but at like after Thanksgiving, I did all the kitchen. To wash dishes and all that. It was a lot, but it was whatever. But if I stay in there way too long, like standing on my standing on that tile will start to bother me. It sucks, but that's where I'm at right now. 
So let's 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 get into a, a little bit deeper into this communications topic. Oh gosh. We've had conversations recently, actually multiple times, but recently it's come up where you feel like it's harder to communicate with me or tell me things that I'm doing wrong because my response to it. Yeah. And if anybody out there can relate, sometimes all right, fellas, fellas who like football. When Let's say, for, let's say, for instance, a wide receiver and a DB are in a play. Wide receiver doesn't like what the DB does. He throws a punch. The DB takes offense to it and is like, are you going to punch me? And he swings back a lot harder. Who do you think the ref's going to throw the flag at? Okay, I lost you completely. I guess that was for well, the Well, yeah, for the fellas. Fellas, fellas, no. I don't know what he's talking about. It's the point. second one. It's the DB that threw the wild, hard punch. That got that gets yelled at and punished, not the person that threw the initial punch that started the whole thing. And <clears throat> what would happen was, I would do something random. Most most of the time, it wasn't like deliberately to irritate her, but I would do something and I would elicit a response from her, whether it be a tone, a sharpness in the response, or a, a facial expression, or angry angry look. And my first reaction is. What are you and like? I'm 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 almost more I'm defensive. I either go very. What 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 are you mad about? What are, what's wrong with you? Or I'm like, oh, why are you responding like that? Like, how bad do you want to like really have this beef? We can <laughs> he goes have zero this. to hundred because, and I'll explain that a little bit later on. But so it, it then it comes down to, well, I don't like the way you said this to me, Dwayne. And it's like, did you not hear how this whole thing started? <laughs> I did something. Your response was not 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 elicited at all. You like you you know took it the wrong way. You what? Excuse me. And and, and then now all of a sudden I'm in a defensive mode. So yes, I respond back with an attitude. And you're like, well, why are you responding back with an attitude? That's the same I didn't thing. appreciate that. I didn't do anything wrong. And I'm like, wait a minute. Did you not hear yourself? But that's the same thing. I saw you do something, and I re- I'm responding to that, even though you feel it wasn't that way. Now you're responding to me. I don't feel it was that no, no, no. way. You're and responding to an action. So let's say, for instance, I kicked the side of the bed, or I don't remember what the last thing was that I did, but I it wouldn't. Um, oh, I know what it was. The, the thing at Walmart. Mm, you gonna remember? Mm, mm. So we're walking down the aisle at Walmart. We just relatively got there. I'm walking behind, pushing the cart. She's walking down the aisle trying to find some dollar stuff for the stockings. And I'm thinking, hey, you're only telling this story because you were right. Yeah, I'm telling. This is the only way I, I, right I may on. not be right the whole conversation. I need to at least use one conversation. <laughs> I'm right. So I'm walking behind her, and I say, and she's focusing on both sides of the aisle. And I say, you know, I think I'm going to wait until next week to buy my stock and stuff. Excuse me. <laughs> now that that tone sounded irritated. The well, facial expression that. added to it. It confirmed it for me. She turned around. <laughs> With like, did you just call me a bitch? Facial expression. <laughs> All I said was, I think I'm going to wait until next week to get my um, my stocking stuff, my stocking stuff for stuff. And I repeated, I said, I'm going to wait until next week to get my stocking stuff for stuff. And, you know, I don't understand why you're so upset. And she was like, oh. <laughs> Still no answer as to why she's so upset. So then she walks off, I'm like, what made you mad? What you mean? You I'm, I'm not right mad. Then. I'm not mad. He didn't ask right then. You never asked. Yeah, I didn't. Well, I don't remember what I asked, no. but I remember. I remember eventually asking. <laughs> no, you brought it up in therapy. I remember eventually did. asking. No, I, I said it when we were in the, when the parking lot walking back to the car. I said, "Yo," I said, "What you?" I said, "What happened?" Yes, I did. I the the wrong with th- your brain. therapy was not the first time that I brought that up. We talked yes, about it, it that same day because I told you I was offended okay. by the fact. I'm going to just give him that part, but he brought it up in therapy. I'm going to start recording our days. I'm just going re- <laughs> to put everything on an audio recording. You need all to. Day. And you will realize how many times you Kelly, tell me we have a conversation I brought it we don't. up on the way to the car okay. we were leaving okay. after we did all that one shopping. Of us, one of us, our memory is really bad. No, you know what? And, 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 it part, uh, it might most be of the, me. Yeah, most of the days it's me, but today it's you. I'm telling you, I, I know that, that I brought it up. for both of us. Here's the thing. Anyway. I'm not afraid of confrontation. No, I just not. I just get exhausted by it after a while. So if we get into a confrontation, I'm all for it. Bring the smoke. 
But I'm also I get exhausted by it. Like this is like day three, argument fourteen. I'm I'm exhausted. So in He's certain so cases, I okay. <laughs> you are. If you really think I'm dramatic, then we must not have seen the the. You must not have heard some of the things that I've said during our conversations that have seen that I you have. thought was over the top. That I'm like. I, I'm exhausted. Now, you I can't have. say that I'm dramatic. Don't say I'm dramatic. Here we go. I'm, I'm beat Zero up. Zero to 100. I told you. Anyway, here's where it came from. So early in my well, my dating career was a whole lot different from a lot of people's. I didn't start dating until I was 22. My first girlfriend didn't come until I was 22. And she was hands down more dominant. She was the man and the woman of the relationship. I was just there for style points. So I'm in this relationship with her. She's basically telling me what to do, what to wear, how to wear, why men don't do this, why men don't do that, because she had a very dominating father in her life to raise her. So basically, and I did not. So she is basically, you know, and that's not a shot of my dad. I'm just saying by 22 years old, there was a lot of things that I didn't like and I had a whole lot of bad habits that just, and I also didn't have a whole lot of relationships to, to kind of feed off of. Anyway, so I'm in this relationship. She's the dominant one. And like, when I tell you she punked me so many times and it ended for specific reasons, but I spent three and a half years in that relationship getting treated like an absolute, you know, just bottle service girl, you know, in a relationship that I felt a certain way, but I wasn't smart enough or witty enough to win arguments. So when we argued, she would quickly beat me down in an argument and make me feel stupid for even trying to argue with her. So I started feeling like really defeated. So going through three and a half years of that uh, and basically everything that I did, like like she would pick out my outfits, like not nah, whatever you got on. I don't like that. That's why that's not how real men dress. You need to have Tim's on. You need to have this on. So I was dressing the way that she liked. She she took me shopping and she was buying stuff. I paid for it, but she was like picking stuff out. So I got to a point once I moved to Florida where I was like, never again. And I took years of practice, but I was like, never again. Am I, I'm I'm going. I'm not only going to uh, not avoid conflict. I'm going to run headfirst into that because I would avoid conflict or confrontation with her because. I didn't know how to beat her in an argument. She was smarter than I was. And then I got to a point where I was like, enough is enough. Does that mean you think you're smarter than me? No. The the argument part has nothing to do with smarter. I'm just saying that she was smarter than me. So anyway, um, so I got to a point, I want to say maybe 2006, where I was like, enough is enough. No one's going to defend me better than I can defend me. No one. I'm like, listen, if you want to fight me, that's just going to have to be that. You're not going to beat me without losing the body part. Uh, if you want to try to out-intellect me, that's not going to happen. You can try, but I'll outwit you. If you're going to try to out-insult out me... Who are you talking about? I'm, I'm just saying. I'm talking about confrontation, period. So I, I, confronted my, I confronted my boss. Like, stuff that I say, you know, what people say behind scenes or whatever, you think, oh, well, you wouldn't say that to somebody's face. Yeah, I would. He is this way with everybody but me. Yeah, yeah I would. I would say that to somebody's face, and it, and it wouldn't bother me. I'm like, Can you it, confirm that? Just <laughs> He's that way pretty much with everybody but yeah, me. Yeah, I, I was talking trash about my supervisor. Not really talking trash, but I was venting about how I felt like he wasn't good for the position because he was uh, absent. He, I'd say he's like an absentee father. And I was, I'm talking to somebody about it, and I'm like, it's ridiculous how... I've been sending him messages about this particular situation. He doesn't respond. He, he leaves me on red. And I'm like, this is this is not how a supervisor is supposed to go. And it's it's not fair for me to have questions and not get answered. I have to go to somebody else's supervisor to get answers. And then I had my review yesterday and I brought it up. I brought I said those exact words. I said, I feel, I feel like you're an absentee dad. I was like, I said, when I hear and see you, it's to reprimand something that we did or didn't do. But we don't hear from you any other time. You're not checking up on us. You're not telling us good job when we're doing a good job. You're just sending us reports and then ghost. I said, and because we don't know what you're doing, we just assume you're ignoring us. Communication. So whether he thinks I'm right in my approach or not, now he's aware of how other people think. And I'm willing to take the arrows of like, well, how dare you? I don't, I'm not campaigning to be your friend. 
you're a supervisor. You have a bunch of people that are under you looking for your leadership. Your leadership does not just comprise of you sending reports to us and telling us when we are back from lunch or breaks too late. That's not what a leader is. No one's going to look at you and be like, yo, I graduated and moved to this position because this person trained. My manager was a great mentor. That's not that's not what you that's not who you are. And I told him that I was like, I need more. So, you know, he, he explained to me what he was doing, why he was busy. And it gave me a little insight. There was a lot that I didn't know. But I'm like, how am I supposed to know? You don't share. You don't communicate. Open your mouth. You can't feel a certain way about your spouse, not share it with them and thinking you're doing them a favor. Because you think you're sparing their feelings. If you feel something about your spouse or your significant other or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your love interest and you're afraid to tell them, it doesn't change the fact that the feeling is there. It's just that they don't know that you feel it. It doesn't benefit them. It hurts them because you're not expressing it. But do you treat your spouse like you would everybody else? Because you kind of skipped over that. What do you mean? Do you treat me like you would other people? As far as what saying what if, what I feel? No, 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 no. The aggressiveness that you were going through just a few minutes ago. Um, you, you kind of wear you kind of wear mittens a little bit more because you don't want to because you live with that person. You you are a partner to that person. You have made a commitment and vows to this person to be their protector. So shredding my boss, if it came down to it, would be easy. If I had to. Doing that to you would be hard as F, and I wouldn't want to do it. There's no, there's no win for me to shred you at all. Not that I have anything. I'm just saying I wouldn't go that far. I protect your feelings. I don't have any feelings for my boss. I don't think of when I, once I clock out, I don't think about him. I don't wake up in the morning and think about him. I don't go to bed thinking about him. And because he's an absentee father figure, I, don't, I barely think about him during work. I don't go to him for questions that I have with a phone call or with a case or anything like that. Because I know I'm never going to get a response. Well, think about the people who are the ones that need that from their boss. For example, I'm a teacher. Everybody knows that. Our principal is very, very busy. She has stuff going on. But some people need, hey, you're doing a good job. Not through an email to everybody else, but walking in and saying, hey, I like what you did with da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Right. Something. Some people need that at their job. You might not need that, but there are people that need. Oh no, to hear I, it. I I don't need it. I appreciate it, right? Because you do. Because sometimes I work so hard. You know, you you want to know that somebody who actually has sees it. Who yeah, someone of meaning can actually hear it, see it, and they value it. You know, I'm not asking you to give me a you know a hundred and two hundred dollar gift card, Visa gift card, because I've been such you know getting great reports or whatever. I got six customer surveys that got back all the hundreds, all hundreds. And and my numbers are different from everybody else's. Let's put it like that. I got the second most and I got the highest average, highest average. So people like the way that I handle them. It's just nice for my boss to be able to go. Well, my review happened yesterday, so I did get slightly a pat on the back that I was like, okay, it was, it was paid attention to. But I'm pretty sure I won't hear from him for a while. But you brought up a good point. People don't say certain things because they're afraid they're going to react. So if you're afraid that the other person's going to react a certain way, you're not going to say certain things because you don't want to set them off. I don't So I then don't you care. hold that in. <laughs> but some people do. And then you hold that in, and then it's like, okay, when do I really need to bring this up? Is this really an issue? Is it not an issue? How do I bring it up? Because regardless, it might pop off. Like, what yeah. do you do? It's just like I used to be told, men will tell you the truth as long as you don't react stupid when they're telling you those things. I'm not talking about cheating and stuff like that, but, hey, I went to such and such, or, hey, I made this mistake, or, hey, this girl texts me, and I... Because if you're reacting a certain way every time they're telling you something, they're not going to want to tell you. So if you allow them yeah, to do that, but you, you, <clears throat> it is the, the the example that you just gave was a bit excessive. Which one? Oh, this girl's been texting me, and and, and, and but been, that's yeah, a friend of mine. Yeah, that's that's. But a guy will like, not. I've heard, guys, certain guys will not. If they've had that open communication with you, like if you told me, hey. 
an ex texts me today and I flip out. Well, what the hell is she texting you for? I know y'all had to be, and you go through this whole week drama with me. The next time that happens, you're just going to delete it. You ain't going to respond, but you sure as hell ain't going to tell me. Yeah, I guess too. So how you respond to stuff is going to depend on how much that person's willing to share. I agree. Yeah, okay. You're right. That makes sense. So That makes sense. And ladies are bad about that. Like, you really got to check yourself. That's because be y'all are emotional, emotional creatures. And men are, some men are emotional, too. Whatever. And those men are called gay. A man that can pop off zero to 100 when, his, when, his, when his wife says something um, a little sassy or whatever you want to say. That's it's my not, white word. That's not, a little sassy. That's not emotional. That's, that's, you go zero to 100. That's some emotional bullshit. Like, if you can't control emotional. yourself. It's not emotional. To just that's say, controlling be like, the room. But that's when you say, what did you mean by that? A lot of times, if you would just stop in an argument and say, what do you mean by that? A lot of times the conversation can be over. Let's go back to the Walmart thing. Facial expressions. How am I supposed to go? What do you mean by that facial expression? Let's go back to the Walmart thing. He spent several hours that day being mad. Then after our therapy lesson session or whatever, we went to CVS. And when we're getting on the car, we're talking about it. And I'm like, let me explain to you why you got that face. My entire life that I've had kids from 19 till now, I've always done the stockings. No one in my entire life has ever said, hey, I'm going to pick up a few things for their stocking, too. I don't even get anything in my stocking. That was the first time ever I have ever heard that. So when I looked at him, I was more in shock. Are you serious? Yes, because for some reason, you work backwards. So for you to be in shock, it warranted an angry (laughs) response, not a... That is my shocked response. What did you say? Did you say you were going to buy... Oh my you god! Who you married? Oh my god! Let me suck your dick in public at the Walmart. You're so awesome. My name is not Kevin Hart. No. Here's <laughs> no. Yo, her, her. Okay, so here's the problem. <laughs> Understanding your past is one. Okay, fine. That's great. You you had a bunch a past with a bunch of people that you had to do. All you just told me for. the reason why you argue and go zero to hundred is because of your Wait, past. Wait, can I girl. finish my sentence? Okay, go ahead. But at the end of the day, now I'm still in an argument with you because of your because of your reaction, your facial expression. Now I feel like, yo, I didn't. I said something good, and you gave me an angry response. I don't care at this particular point. I don't care about the reasoning why. Now you, it seems like you're mad at me because I said I'm doing this. So now we're in a, we're in a, but, we're in an argument before you, you get a chance to explain anything. But had you communicated that with me, I communicated com- what? What you just said. Had you said, "Hey, why did you wait we a minute? Are wait a minute, in wait a public. We why are did not you have enough? Have you have you seen us we argue before? Car, we went on a car ride and we had lunch afterwards. Have you? By that time, I had already forgotten about it. Remember that was until when we, we got first, the therapy, and then you had to bring it up. Besides, that was that was when we first got into Walmart. That was one of the first. We got past that little Christmas aisle and we went right into that for that candy aisle. That was when we first got there, and we were there for a good while. I know, but. Had you and it's called controlling the situation. Control my temper. (laughs) Don't get upset, and hopefully it'll subside. But if it settles to the top, then that means it might have to get addressed. As y'all can see, we're not great on this. We suck at communication. (laughs) We communicate all the shit we really need to say hours after the fight. Yeah, after a whole bunch of of angry stuff comes out. Here's our problem: we both talk first, think later. When really you need to take that second to step away and decide, is this going to matter in two weeks, first of all? Your attitude will. (laughs) But when we got in the car, had he told me what he just said right then, I could have told him and it would have ended. He soaked, salt, what's that word? You tell me. (laughs) I told you I'm not correcting you. (laughs) Tell me what the word is. I'm asking you, then it's fine. See, this is another communication thing. I asked him not to correct me so much because literally he is like the dictionary and I'm not. But when I ask you, you can still. Bloomfield education? Go Warhawks 94. Let's go. <laughs> this Polk anyway. County education ain't much. Apparently not. <laughs> Y'all can spell strawberries, huh? <laughs> Got enough of those around here. Some of us. So. What, yeah, 
I totally lost my I thought you thought I farted again. No, I just lost it. No, if he would have... What? Just take this off. So it doesn't keep hitting it. It has hit it a couple times. Um, If you would have just communicated with me in the car, I would have told you it wouldn't have been brought up again. But I, I don't think right at that moment I knew why I was reacting that way. I think I that clicked for me when we were sitting in therapy. And granted, we go to okay. Let me be very frank. We go to therapy because we're not the best at everything. Sometimes it's good to have that middle person to to kind of referee or say, "Hey, no, you were kind of wrong in this instance." Are you? Because we're both hard headed. We're not going to lie. We both want to be right a lot of the time. That's true. And that's 99% of our problem. However, when everything is said and done, we come back together and discuss and do whatever we need to do. So I can't say that we do that. We don't just yeah. let it go. No, we, 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 we both, at the end of the day, we want the same thing, which is to be able to go to sleep in peace, not have to worry about... You know, we we are not trying to sabotage our relationship at all. Where we are venting angry words for the intention of hurting people, and then I'm gonna sleep in the living room on the couch, and I don't give a damn about what you say, what you think. Now, nah, it's, it's never purposefully uh, disrespectful. We've gotten disrespectful. It's gotten like crossed the line, and I, I will admit that's I probably initiated that first. But I didn't do that necessarily. Never crossed the line. <laughs> um, the looks we are giving each other tonight is priceless. <laughs> oh, it's gonna get it's gonna get better tomorrow. It's gonna get better tomorrow. Well, but. here's the thing: you can't. I lost my hand thought again. I'm having a rough night. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> Hey, man, I'm just saying, listen, communication is not something that's very easy, especially, like I said, I've been walking this earth for now 45 years, and we met 44 years. She's been walking it for 112 years. She's old. (laughs) So you have two people who have had a a trained way of life for a majority of their life and now coming together, and what's worked for her in the past may or may not not work in this relationship. So you have to learn on the fly, make adjustments, and hopefully grow in the process. Now, for those who don't know, it's none of anyone's business, so I don't really share it. But for the sake of conversation, I've been married. This is my second marriage. This is her third marriage. So it's obvious that communication has shown itself as being important. And it has also shown itself as being detrimental to ruining a relationship as well. Because communication wasn't there. And then someone does something, you don't understand why. Right. And all of a sudden, there's a lot more behind it. And you realize... There's a whole lot. The writing was on the wall the whole time, but they didn't communicate. Or you don't discuss things. You don't do arguments because, you know, you're in a relationship now and it's a new relationship. So let's not fight or argue. So yep. then you get married and then y'all start having the real arguments and you don't know what to do with each other. Yeah. Like you have, if you, I'm sorry, do not marry somebody if you have not seen them angry, sad, depressed, happy, have money, not have money. It, like you have to see them in every light. Eat, poop. <laughs> pee, brush their teeth, sleep, wipe their butt. This Fanny is now a debate. This is now a debate. We're gonna ask them that tomorrow. Do you wipe <laughs> sitting down just by leaning to the side, or do you stand up to wipe? I can't believe this is getting really full spreadage. Who sits? We'll we'll talk about this later. Nah, man. No, we're gonna we're gonna have to implement them into the conversation later. But I need to figure out the people people that sit down. See, I understand if you're a woman and you wipe it in the front. Maybe I can understand. There's no benefit. There's no leverage in standing up. When you wipe in your butt, I don't know about all of that. That's too much. That's too much for me to know. Too much information. (laughs) I'm saying. As a guy, I stand up because I have balls. Okay, our few people that are on Instagram that actually <laughs> that actually talk to us, yeah, I would like to know: Do you stand or sit? They're mostly guys. They're all going to say they stand. If you're watching this show but on YouTube woman, right now, <laughs> if you're listening to this on Google Podcasts, if you're on Spotify, wherever you are listening, if you happen to have run across this particular episode, we need a poll. We need to find <laughs> out: Do you sit down when you wipe? 
Or do you stand up when you wipe for better leverage and spreadage? As a guy, what we do you have hold stuff. up one cheek and then go like this. Like, what are you doing? Yes. To, first of all, yes. So you got to use both. <laughs> Y'all are funny. <laughs> How you think I'm supposed to get in there if I don't spread them myself? I have always smelled good. You can't ever say that I haven't. So I'm getting in there. All in there. Good for you. If you think that that works, that's awesome. No one's smelling you right afterwards either. You also <laughs> wipe it and use a wipe. Uh, a wipe. A I do. Wet wipe. So, so obviously I'm getting in there. I can't. Okay. I have to use wet wipes. I don't know how people. Don't. I get it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> like I'm, I'm, not, I'm hooked. I will never use the bathroom again without a wet wipe. If I have to use it in public, I'm going to feel so dirty because I don't have a wet wipe. I actually bring them to work. It's funny. <laughs> Stick them in my pocket. <laughs> TMI. But I do. Definitely TMI. <laughs> <laughs> the, those the wet, wet wipes are, you know, that was uh, a great invention. I have to have to have it. Now we're, we're like. But yeah, we want to pull on that. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll stick with that. Look. <laughs> This is this is one of those episodes that doesn't necessarily have a, a agreeable ending Mm-mm. where it's gonna be like, Oh, we're all on this side. Okay, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna join you on that side. It's like no, there's gonna be a drawn line in the sand. There's gonna be people who have a stance on this, stance on that when it comes to communication. How you communicate with your spouse, what's the right time, what's the right thing to say? Do you cross any lines? How willing are you to cross a line, whether it hurts their feelings or not, to win a fight? Are you willing to even make it a fight? Do you pick your battles? Do you do you make everything a war? Uh, is your spouse or your partner more of an enemy than they are, you know, your spouse or your partner? Mm-hmm. Do, do you care if you lose them in the process? You know, uh, how how All those how things will matter how far you go. How willing are you to protect their feelings and their heart when it comes to? Oh, I'm not going to say anything like that because that's disrespectful. That's you know, I'm not going to do that. Um, Communication is so key. It's one of those things that I wish um, I might I would have learned a lot earlier. Communication, maybe right, like a same. not necessarily a marriage counselor, a pre-marriage counselor, but like just even having a mentor that teaches you how to be patient, right? And teaches how, to, you how to process, how to talk stuff. to each other, like how to understand each other. Like my first marriage, there was no love language, and we just kind of went through the motions, and it became. We were roommates. We were going through the motions. We weren't. We weren't a couple. Right. We were when we were teenagers, but we weren't a couple anymore. I was doing my thing with my kids and stuff like that. He was doing his thing, and then we were supposed to be fake during certain times, and we right. were, and we just kept that facade. Second marriage, there was a lot of. Um, it'd be really good, but then it'd be really, really bad, and. To be honest, when somebody pops off on me, I pop back. And that's kind of how that relationship went a lot of times. Like, you come at me, I'm kind of like, I would go zero to 100. Now, if I could go back to both of those, I think I have a more level head that I can talk a little bit better or I can back off a little bit more. What could I have done different in this situation or that situation? Right. Now, do I believe in divorce? Absolutely not. However... There are times when you're forced to, whether it be infidelity or <clears throat> domestic violence, whatever. I get it. But, I mean, what are you supposed to do? Waiting to exhale, set their car on fire with their clothes on the inside. Listen, I'll <clears throat> tell you what. The guys that I've dated or that I was married to, they left and I literally had all their stuff, all their property with me. I never destroyed anybody's stuff. Yeah, I, I can honestly that. say I never. I wanted to. Like some of them had these precious, like remote control, like the major car things. Some of them had music equipment. Like there was Playstations and TVs. There was stuff I could do. I never touched somebody's stuff. Smart, smart. Like yeah. I just, I feel like that would come back. Like I didn't want the bad juju from that. Like no, you do you, I'll do me. I know we're not together. Come get your stuff. I'll push it outside for you. Say you're coming at this time. Now, I did have an incident where I moved it outside because the person said they were coming, and then it started raining. Ooh. And they were they were pissed. <laughs> but it was in boxes. It was kind of covered. But you said you were going to be there at a certain time. You showed up an hour later. I can't control that. I, I did what you asked me to do. True. So, but I, 
when women, yes, we get very, very upset. So do men, I'm sure. But we get very, very upset. You just can't do vindictive stuff. Like, there's times when me and him argue. I've gotten to the point now where, and like I've told you guys, I have the PMDD and all that. I'll just stop and just stare at him. And it's almost patronizing. Because <laughs> he'll be going, blah, 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 blah. oh, you ain't got nothing to say? You, you really ain't got nothing to say? <laughs> and in my head, I'm trying to, okay, how can, how can I diffuse this and say, mm, that ain't gonna work. <laughs> and I'm thinking why he's, why he's, keeps going and going and going. And then he's like, fine, then I'm gonna walk away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's how it happens. About an hour later, we come back and we can have a cool discussion. But I know myself, if I say stuff right then, I have a very, like he does, I have a very fierce tongue. I've used it many times in the past, and I'm trying to get away from that. Hmm. (laughs) It's hard. Communication is one of those things that I think you could be married for 30, 40 years, and you might just be getting an understanding of how to communicate. It's called yes, dear. I was about about to say, most of the time, (laughs) you're just appeasing your wife by not saying anything at all, fellas. One thing I can say, my stepdad, my mom would have her little fits or say certain stuff, and he would go out to the garage. That bitch, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) He'd be out there fixing stuff. Now, us kids would hear him say certain stuff, and we'd go run to mom. You know what he's saying out there? She said, I don't care what he's saying as long as he does it out there. He ain't brave enough to say it in this house. <laughs> well, she wasn't. <laughs> and he didn't. But I, we never saw them argue. Ever. I can honestly say we never saw them argue. Was he, he high the whole relationship or something? No, but he would go out in the garage. He'd have his little few minutes. She would stay in and she'd probably, he better not. And they would, by the time they both defused and he came back in, they could have a reasonable conversation, but they never argued. I never, ever saw them argue. Hmm. And I heard my sister say it one time, and I started thinking, hmm. I never heard them. Ar- I never heard them really raise their voice at each other. It'd just be like, you could tell they'd make this look at each other, and one person would just leave. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird, but it was normally my stepdad, he would leave. Are you enjoying your Reese's Cups over I am. This is so good. Um, normally she would give him this look and he would just say, and walk out and he'd have it out in the garage. <laughs> and we would crack up. We would crack up because we'd be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if I think about it, they both had that mutual respect. She would say her shit in the house, he would say his shit in the garage, but they never said it in front of each other and hurt each other's feelings, nothing like that. But we never heard them argue. Ever. Which I respect that because I would like to get better about even raising our voice or whatever, like people, like the kids hearing us or anything like that. I would have liked in my marriages that my kids, well, I'm gonna be honest, my kids saw a lot in my first marriage and that's, that was one of the final draws that made me leave. I was like, they can't, they can't see this happen and think this is okay. So not that I left for myself. At the beginning, I left for my kids. So, second marriage, a lot happened. A lot happened. So, but I had to make some decisions. And a lot of it was based on my boys. If you have a man that's supposed to be the dad or whatever to your kids or the mentor to your kids, and you have four boys, there's certain things you don't want your boys to see. Whether it's putting their hands on a woman, talking down to them, not helping, like different, there's certain things you don't want them to. And I respect you a lot because of how you deal with the kids and how you deal with me. Like they see a total difference of how I'm supposed to be treated. Like they know he's not, he's going to take care of her, he's going to protect her. You see, my son messages him about his whole clothing line before I even know. Like that's just how it is. So I mean. I don't know. Excuse me, guys. I'm eating my Reese's. He cup, is but all into these Reese's cups. And I'm thinking, really? I hate them. Uh, I absolutely hate them. Anyways. But what my point was is communication is a pretty tough thing. Guess it's hard to get a grasp on. doesn't matter how long you've been in your relationship. If you say that you have a control over your relationship... 
You're wrong, first of all. Uh, you're misinformed. Or you're not with the right person. Someone should, you should be with someone who challenges you to be better. Yeah. But not challenges you to a point of breaking you. No. So, we will have the rest of this episode with the one and only Unprofessional Opinions. Right. Rashad, Mel. So, we'll be able to touch on some more deeper topics revolving communication and getting a bird's eye view into another relationship, another couple's relationship on what communication is meant to them, how they've developed it, built it over time, and what they feel that they've improved on and done differently than when they got together. So I'm curious on that one, and we'll see how that plays out. But I am going to sign out right now. We're going to sign out right now, Custer Chronicles. I am your host, Dwayne Custer, along with my also host, Kelly Kay. We are live and we are out.